0: The wait is over. The podcast is live. Sit back, listen, and learn as we teach you what it takes to be a world-class leader. Let's get at it. The opponent's shot dictated if we moved in or we moved back um, from our starting point. So we can take that same sort of mental picture and apply it. So when we say baseline, The first thing I want to talk about is a starting point for measuring. So anything we do, we want to be able to measure its effectiveness. If it's a system, we want to measure the outcome. We want to measure each element of that system that produces that outcome. So we want to be able to know what's our baseline. When we do this system, what is our rate? or what is our percentage of defects or of something, right? We can choose what we're measuring. We just need to be measuring something. Um, So, you know, a lot of people know that I do Six Sigma. So we look for inefficiencies within a process uh, and those baselines allow us a starting point to judge. Did our process yield a better result or a worse result? based on our initial beginning point, our baseline. Baselines can be true with anything. We can say sales. So if we're judging our sales and we want to look at our baseline is prior year. So if our baseline is prior year for this year, are we going to exceed that? Right? And then within that, we can look at all types of micro uh, measurables. So are we going to sell more? Whatever it is, business to business. Uh, are we going to sell more to direct consumers? Are we trying to infiltrate or penetrate a different market? And if so, what was our, you know, sort of baseline numbers to start with that we identified last year? This is uh, this market has the potential to do better. This is where we started our marketing efforts, so we hope to be way above baseline. So that would be obviously top line, what we talk about sales. Bottom line, that can be our baseline. This is the profit margin we earned. What can we do by managing the middle, right? The the middle of our financial statements. So all of our cost, cost of goods, labor, all those different fun things to have a higher or greater uh, yield, a greater profit margin. Um, So if 10% was our baseline, what can we do to bring that to 11, 12, you know, 20, whatever it is, but we have to increase our baseline or we have to increase our results above baseline. So that's where we talk about baseline. It's just a simple way to understand that it's basically a starting point. Um, you know, and a lot of times we'll say that's the floor. We don't want to fall below baseline or that, you know, the ceiling will be top line. Um, so we've reached the ceiling bottom line that's the floor we don't you know it's flat it's we don't want to fall below the floor uh we don't want to fall below baseline baseline can be used in lots of other um, elements in life so we can talk about our diet for those of you that are involved in our fit fearless and free uh, individual self-improvement course you know that one of the first things we have to do when dieting they're trying to gain or lose weight is establish our baseline for calories so our baseline caloric daily caloric intake we need to know that if i'm 190 pound male 61, uh six feet tall one inch i need to consume x amount i forget i, I wanted to say it's 2300 2200 or whatever is my baseline <clears throat> just to maintain my current weight Um, so then if I want to gain, I can consume above my baseline. If I want to lose, I can consume less than same thing for, uh, muscle gain or strength. We need to know our one rep max, which is a metric that we can use, um, or we can use a percentage of, right? So if I know my one rep max in my bench press, and then when I'm working out, I know that I'm usually averaging working weight with the weight I'm using. I usually work around, let's say 80% of my one rep max and I can do five reps with 80%. So now when I'm gauging, if I'm getting stronger, I can look at and say, okay, now I'm up to 85%. Now I'm up to 90% and still hitting that five reps, five repetitions. (laughs) So then when I go back in, to recalculate or regage for my next things, I can look and say, okay, well, I'm, I've worked up to doing over 90%, now let me regage. Maybe my one rep max has gone up. Hopefully that's the that's the goal, right? So my one rep max has actually gone up. So now when I go back, if I'm working at 80% of a new greater total on my one rep max, does that make sense? So. If my let's just say for simple math, if my one rep max was, you know, a hundred pounds, and I'm working with 80 pounds to get five reps, and then I get to ninety percent, which is ninety. When I go back and retest my one rep max, let's say now I can do a hundred and fifty. When I go back and start my cycle over, start back with my 80%. Or five reps, it's going to be greater than that eighty I started with, right? So it's so instead of eighty pounds, it's going to be eighty percent of that hundred and fifty pounds. And we work and work and work. You know, by if you know the program, you know we add um, small amounts of weight. We go for higher reps until we can increase what was our original baseline. And each cycle we go through, our baseline increases a little bit, um, and and eventually we see significant strength gain. Um, But it's a simple thing, but you have to know your baseline to begin with. One other thing I want to talk about, um, and I'm trying to keep these a little shorter, so hopefully that this will um, resonate. Another thing with baseline is communication. And sometimes a lot of people, um, and I think we're all guilty of this, will discredit the ability to assess who they're speaking to their audience, whether it's an audience of one or an audience of 1 million, the baseline. And when we talk about assessing or establishing that baseline in communication, we're talking about being able to notice multiple factors, with the intention of influencing those factors or those, those uh, beginning standards. So what does that make, what does that mean? When I go into a, let's say a conversation um, and you know, most of our stuff is business focused cause that's what I do, business consulting, work in business. What we want to look at is if I'm negotiating with an individual Or let's say I'm negotiating with a group of individuals at a table. The first thing I'm wanting to do in any interaction is build rapport, right? So we talk about the importance of building rapport. We then talk about calibration. So if you're going to take a temperature, you want to know that the thermometer has been calibrated so you're getting an accurate reading. Same thing. When I'm calibrating it basically means that I'm establishing a baseline. So if I'm speaking to this individual and he begins at this level, so his mannerisms, his tonality, his facial expressions, all these different things that I'm actually looking for, right? When I'm doing client sessions or I'm doing negotiations or I'm meeting with uh, employees and associates, I'm calibrating their beginning level of communication and and as I've said so many times communication is the absolute success the key ingredient to success if we were making a recipe that would probably be one of the number one things is going to be communication because in everything we do it's human so we're either communicating to a computer we're, we're telling it through the programs through the programming the coding that we're giving it. But the same thing, when I'm speaking to an individual or however that medium is, if I'm advertising, I'm giving, I'm communicating something that I want them to act upon. If I'm talking to an individual, I'm communicating something. But we've talked about so often that there's a sender and a receiver. And actually more often than not, the intended message is not received it may be sent with a certain intention but it's not received as it was intended um there can be a lot a multitude of reasons but the biggest reason is that each individual has a different (coughs) we call it map but a different interpretation of everything so words are just sounds and they are letters tied together we make a sound but the other person hearing it receives it as a sound, but they add a meaning to the word. So, you know, there's general meanings like hot, but does hot mean like a hot tub that's nice and enjoyable? Or is hot mean like I just burnt my hand on the stove? Like there's so many, there's so much room for interpretation in just basic uh, communication. So we have to be very careful that we're, communicating in the appropriate way and the uh sending the in message is received the way it was intended to be received part of that is being able to establish the baseline so that we can calibrate so if an individual is very soft spoken very monotone um you know his breathing rate is a certain level facial expressions are pretty constant through our negotiation by testing, right? By me using certain, certain things that might be by change of tonality. I might raise, raise my tonality. I might go up in pitch. I might go down. I might use different things just to see how that's affecting them. And this can be in the pre talk sort of like a pre game, but a pre talk. So as you know, we're going to break the ice. That's where I'm going to use these different things to see how it's affecting them. I'm also listening very intently to hear, are there certain words that they're using that um, shed light on how they like to relay and take in information? Are they kinesthetic? Do they like to feel? Are they using words like, I feel, I get a sense that um, it's just my, I just sort of have this um, you know, feeling or intuition are they more verbal? Are they saying things like you know auditory? do they hear more? um sounds like to me or um, I hear what you're saying, or are they more visual, which usually, in my experience, men tend to be visual. Are they saying things like, well, from what I can see or it appears to me just you know they're saying they're saying that's how they talk that's how they take in information and so by knowing that i can recalibrate and begin to use those to help ensure that i'm communicating in the most effective and efficient manner to that individual but i continue to want to assess baseline to see are is what i'm saying getting them more engaged in the conversation. Are they becoming disengaged, right? Are they getting bored? Have I gone too long? Um, Do I need to change gears? Maybe, maybe, you know, not everybody is 100% um, profit oriented. Maybe I'm focusing too much on these points. And in reality, they have a different, maybe they're more socially aware. Maybe, you know, they, I just need to establish what that is. But if I go in knowing my baseline, of being able to assess their interest and engagement based off their body, um, movements based off their body language, based off their voice, based off all these things I can change. If I don't, I'm kind of just shooting blind. I'm kind of just shooting from the hip, hoping to hit something. But if I'm able to assess real time, how the conversation and the words I'm using are, being taken in I can change and as I change I'm continuing to recalibrate to see and I'm establishing new baselines <clears throat> that's where uh, a baseline for communication comes in extremely useful um, basically you are establishing their interest their level of interest and in trying to exceed that baseline Go do what you can to go up and up and up. So I don't want to belabor the the point because it's actually pretty simple. The baseline is the beginning point. We want to establish the baseline so that we can go up or down, you know, depending on what we're trying to do, but we can improve. We can beat our baseline. But I do want to just end on, because we're coming up on that close to 20 minutes, Is our language is so vital to everything we do because it's how we relay our thoughts. So we've talked about how things begin as a thought and are then translated into words and relayed to someone else who then has to take those words in and create internal representations, pictures and stuff. And then they're also... This is your brain's a supercomputer. So they're taking that in and they're having to interpret it based off past experience, based off a multitude of things. So they're trying to they're trying to take what you've said and build an internal representation based off what they already know. Big, small, hot, cold, fast, slow, all these different things. They're trying to take that in and they're assessing those words based off something that they know of already. So if I say she was fat, you know, they're trying to, and then they're also taking in other things I'm saying to say, well, was she 600 pounds or was she a little chubby? You know, what's that's how communication goes. So we want to be very cautious in establishing that baseline of communication, but also being as either direct or indirect. So depending on what I'm trying to do, if I'm trying to give a very distinct picture, and especially like when I get into financials, if I'm talking to people that are very financially minded, like CFOs, accountants, controllers, I'm going to use very specific um, <clears throat> greater than, less than. There's a, like a 99% likelihood I'm using these things when I'm talking to more CEOs that are used to seeing things from a big picture. Um, you know, they don't want the micro. I'm talking more broad, like you know, I'm going to say that it offers exponential growth. It is, uh, it it gives the potential for massive returns, and um, you know, it's going to just compound. Over time, I'm not giving like a, a year. I'm not giving cer- certain finalities, right? <clears throat> so that's that's one way that we can gauge and see how that's working and understand the individual we're talking to and use their uh, preferred style of communication to relay information. But we, it's so important that we establish baseline before we do that so that we know just making sure that's going, that's working for them. Because if it's not, you're wasting your time. And if you're wasting time, you're also not able to assess in real time, moment to moment, word by word, if you need to begin transition, if you need to begin moving in a different direction. So I hope this made sense. I hope people have been able to kind of grasp what we mean by baseline and understand that it's basically just a starting point for us to then um assess whether we need to move in a different direction if we need to implement a new strategy whatever it is but it's basically a way of saying this is where we're at are our actions getting us ahead or behind Um, are we doing better or worse than our baseline of where we started so if it has helped you i'm glad If you still don't fully understand exactly what we were talking about with baseline, reach out to us. I'd love to be able to expand on some stuff and give you a little bit more information. I want to end by saying that the number one thing I think anybody can do is focus on how they, on how you communicate. Because as you communicate, you can imagine how great of an impact you can just envision that people listening to you will enjoy it so much more. And as they enjoy what you are saying, you naturally become more engaged and enjoy telling them things that they want to hear. Now, the reason I just said some of that is to give you a taste of how working with us can improve your communication as we use a lot of let's say different communication skills we've learned to hit what is commonly known as the conscious mind and the subconscious or unconscious or other than conscious. Meaning that we all know that we have a part of our mind that does things without us really thinking about it. Maybe we daydream and drive, you know, we're, we don't realize how susceptible we are to advertising. Um, And then we also have a conscious mind that is very rational and, well, like analytical. But they always talk about, like, when we make decisions, you don't want to get too caught up and be um, paralyzed by every little minute detail, right? Um, We also don't want to just make decisions just on whims and not really think about it. So there needs to be a good ratio of how we're using our conscious and our unconscious minds. Um, And oftentimes we're very unaware of what our unconscious is doing versus our conscious. Um, We don't want to get stuck in analysis of paralysis or paralysis of analysis, but we also don't want to be fully unconscious all the time. We want to be able to use both of them together. Well, we teach you how to not only do that to notice your thinking, but we also teach you how to address people so that you're addressing both of those. And this is, sounds confusing sometimes, like subconscious. It's really just left brain, right brain, right? Your left brain, your right brain. Um, you know, part of it is more analytical, does math. The other part is more creative, drawing, doing pictures. We want to make sure that we're engaging both sides. So as we do that, we understand how to sort of sprinkle in different things. And as you heard um, while you were listening to me and you became very engaged in everything that I was saying, you began to create these images. And as these images were created in your head, once again, I'm using these words so that you can see, I know it sounds like I'm being silly, but you're beginning to listen to these. And as I go and go, I'm beginning to engage the subconscious mind and creating these pictures. And it's kind of trying to listen to me. And then your analytical mind, your conscious mind is trying to keep up with everything that I'm saying, and it gets a little bit confused. So now I've created an opportunity to sort of sprinkle in some seasoning, sprinkle in some things that I want you to take, and they'll be dispersed to both sides and it allows the analytical mind not to be overly analytical but to accept those in and then it also allows the whatever you want to call it the subconscious mind to begin to disengage from everything and begin creating images and by doing that it's one of the most powerful ways of communicating and this is what we teach in some of our more advanced classes We teach a method that allows you to very quickly assess people's beliefs and uh, preferred language style and um, what is important to them, how they like to speak, right? So we very quickly are able to establish basically baseline communication. And then we teach you skills that are on the other end. Um, Well, let me say this. So that first way is getting very minute, very micro detailed how they like information. The second type is more macro and it teaches you more general how to be more general. But to do so in a way that uses what you learn on the micro, uses those details and weave them into a bigger storyline to keep the person fully engaged. So. We hope you, uh, enjoyed this. Uh, I'm going to get off here. I really, really appreciate you all once again for tuning in. Um, I cannot tell you enough how much I appreciate everything that you all do, all the support, um, the likes, the comments, the sharing our information really helps us. It helps us to reach more people and it helps us to ultimately follow through on our, our mission to help as many people as possible. So, Um, Check us out. We're on all the social media. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, everywhere, anywhere and everywhere. Check us out. Uh, Do me one favor. Guys, get off social media and get to work.